consumer behavior has changed and it's, it changed uh, uh, permanently. Uh, so uh, th that means that it was not just a short period of time to cope with COVID. Uh, this is now a, a top priority, a high priority for every brand because uh, the world is moving from offline to online. Right. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley, in partnership with Lomitech, and sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Upwest, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, and Birthright Excel, and in media partnership with CTEC. The world is constantly changing, and this past two years has seen a dramatic increase in our, the consumer expectation to receive products faster and cheaper. Meet Guy Bloch, the CEO of Bring. Guy has nearly 20 years of experience leading large organizations in the global enterprise software market, transforming them into highly successful hyper-growth environments. He joined Bring after spending six years in senior leadership roles at Splunk, including COO, EMEA, and Area Vice President of Sales, after previously serving in leadership positions at HP Enterprise, Apilog, and Emblaze. Guy has an MBA from New York Institute of Technology and a Bachelor's of Arts from Ben-Gurion University. Guy Block, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. I'm so honored to have you here. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. So good to be here. Uh, well, the, re the real reason I'm thanking you is not just for being here, but for the technology that you're, that you're leading and developing, helping businesses thrive in the era of last mile deliveries and efficiency. Uh, you know, it's, not, it's no secret that uh, my generation, as well as other generations, were very impatient. And so we'd like to get our things quickly and, and you're helping us get exactly that. So thank you very, very much, Guy. Before we get into Bring and what you're doing there, tell me a little, a little bit about your own trajectory. You also were an executive in one of my favorite companies called Splunk, which I used very, very frequently as an engineer. Uh, but tell me a little bit about your own career and then we'll dive into the world of last mile delivery and optimization and logistics. So Guy, tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, happy to. So, so I was born, raised in Israel, and uh, just after I graduated my bachelor degree, I actually moved to do my MBA in the U.S. in New York, uh, New York Institute of Technology. And one thing led to another, and I stayed there for 20 years. And I came back just five years ago with a, a beautiful family, a wife, and three kids. And along the journey there, I spent all my time in enterprise uh, software. Um, working for various companies, startups and uh, uh, medium-sized companies and very large companies like HP Software back in the years. And my last six years before I joined uh, Bring, I actually had the, uh, the pleasure to be part of an amazing and super successful company, which is uh, Splunk. I joined Splunk when we were still a couple of hundreds of uh, people and just starting the journey uh, just after the IPO. Uh, and uh, the whole notion there was how do we really go and compare the world um, and, and really grow in a global fashion into every region, every territory, every country and bring the, uh, the, 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 the depth and the power of log files and uh, log file management uh, to companies. Uh, you know, when I joined uh, uh, Splunk, I spent a couple of uh, years as uh, leading the East Coast uh, for, for Splunk. 
And at a certain point, three years into my time with uh, Splunk, we realized that international markets have to kick in in order for us to grow even faster. Um, and we decided that one of us uh, should go there and instead of building a proxy of the company in EMEA, uh, it's actually to, to bring the company into EMEA and, uh, and, and build ourselves very deep into this market. I was there for close to three years. I moved my family uh, to the region. I worked there in London for three years. I uh, uh, had the, the pleasure to work in, uh, you know, not just there, but almost every country in uh, Europe, Middle wow. East, and Africa. And uh, what a journey. When I left uh, Splunk, we were 5,000 employees, close to $2 billion in revenue. Oh, my God. And uh, it was just keep, it kept on growing. Unbelievable. So the, the tradition and the pattern of helping other businesses thrive and, uh, you know, it, it just continues with Bring. And before we get into Bring specifically, tell me about the delivery world. And, and the last time we spoke was about two years ago before COVID when deliveries were huge, but now they're like crazy huge. So tell me a little bit about where we're at in, you know, approaching 2022 in terms of deliveries and more interestingly, not just the delivery itself, but how are businesses adapting to this new world and this new age of deliveries? Well, if I summarize it in one word, then uh, it's COVID. COVID changed the world. It changed uh, uh, all of that for us as consumers, as human beings first. Uh, and in the time of COVID, and we saw it very quickly, as soon as COVID started and uh, uh, hit Europe before it even uh, hit America's, uh, we realized that this thing is not going away. And during that time, we'll have so many lockdowns as we see today. And even without the lockdowns and restrictions, people would just uh, avoid getting into crowded places uh, to protect themselves. And therefore, if you cannot uh, leave your house and go get your food, groceries, retail, merchandise, if you cannot get it uh, uh, from the store, then it needs to come uh, to you. Right. Uh, and everything that we envisioned for the market to happen within uh, a few years and all the way into 2025, it just happened in a few weeks. Unbelievable. And, and what we saw is that every uh, consumer out there uh, expects their brands uh, to provide convenient, cost-effective, very fast, extremely fast and reliable delivery. You do it well, they buy from you. You don't do that well. They go somewhere else where they can they, they can get your merchandise, all the foods, all the goods, um, so where they can get it, but also get it at the service that they want. Uh, what we realized is that uh, customers want to control this experience. So as a customer, you want to define where, how, and uh, when you're going to get your delivery. And as long as you're in control, that's where you're going to uh, to, uh, to purchase. What was interesting is that uh, what was nice to have before COVID and many companies explored it became a must have. They created uh, a lot of panic in the market uh, and every brand was looking for different ways to recover their revenue stream. Uh, and therefore, we saw a big move uh, from the market into uh, uh, scaling up and optimizing uh, their last mile. And for us, the last... Uh, couple of years were fast and furious. That means a lot on us uh, as a company, uh, but uh, it was fast and furious. And what's more interesting is that 
uh, even with COVID in some countries, um, is, is fading out or at least is getting to some, somehow a normal state. And we see uh, stores opening up and people going out back to the streets. Uh, still consumers, they get wired now that everything can get to them when, how and where they want it. And therefore, uh, while we see less volume in certain areas of deliveries, we still see it so much more higher than what it used to be before. In other words, consumer behavior has changed and it's, it changed uh, uh, permanently. Uh, so uh, th- that means that it was not just a short period of time to cope with COVID. Uh, this is now a, a top priority, a high priority for every brand because uh, the world is moving from offline to online. Right. Now, why is it so freaking hard? I mean, I think most people can think, okay, okay, yeah, sure. You want delivery? Great. There's a bunch of people on motorcycles. They have ways. They have Google Maps. Pick up the package. Bring it to the door. Easy. Why, why are you making such a big fuss about this thing? Why is it so hard, guy? Because it's a physical world. This is not a digital world. You're moving physical assets, physical goods. You're talking about dispatchers and drivers and warehouses and stores and customers. Those are real things. And to digitize and connect those things so algorithms can move them, it's not an easy, uh, it's not an easy journey. Uh, imagine a brand that did deliveries before, but in the traditional way. You know, uh, uh, you can buy online, get it, standard shipping, maybe expedited shipping, uh, some sort of tracking and visibility. Imagine them now moving into shipping and delivering millions of packages, millions of goods, millions of uh, food items to millions of customers from stores, from warehouses, using their fleet, their own drivers, using someone else's fleet. And usually it's not one fleet. Because you have crowdsource, the gig economy, you have 3PLs, you have parcels, FedEx, UPS, DHL, and do all of that. And some is from warehouse, some is from the stores, some is, some is from distribution center. And, and then some of that will be scheduled where you can actually decide when you want to receive it. But some is on demand, 30 minutes, an hour. To do all of that for a brand that is not expert in technology, in logistic technology, and uh, not expert in building logistic network. Ouch. That, that, that's hard. That's, that's, that's very hard. And what's fascinating is that this is where technology, and I think this is one of the only areas, and I've been in this, uh, enterprise software for so many years. This is one of the only areas when technology actually meets the real world. And that's hard. That, that's a big challenge. And when you look around, those that really perfected it, are those that we love buying from them. Amazon, DoorDash, Uber, um, you know, Deliveroo, uh, Walt here in Israel. Um, those are the companies that we love to buy from. Why? Because there are not, no brands. There are technology companies. Hundreds and billions of dollars are being spent on building uh, technology to digitize and connect their fulfillment and delivery network. But then there are also logistic companies. They have their own gig economy. They have their own gig drivers. And they have access to millions of drivers. And when you have those two and connected, you can perfect that. Every other brand in the world is just not in that position. I love it. Okay, and that brings us to to Brain. So we understand the consumer change. We understand the the difficulty and the challenge that this poses. Where does Brain come into store? Well, Brain 
is here to give every brand the alternative to scale up and optimize so they can act, move, and play like there were a marketplace, like there were Uber or DoorDash or Delivery or Amazon. What does it mean? It means technology, technology on one side, and uh, access to logistic network. So technology, uh, our philosophy is very simple. When you digitize and when you connect every node, every step of your fulfillment and your delivery network, um, or your delivery process, then the whole idea of uh, automation, optimization, orchestration of delivery experiences becomes a data intelligence game. And that's the first thing that we bring to our customers is a control tower, an orchestration platform that they can digitize and connect uh, their internal systems, if it's the ERP and the e-commerce platform and OMS order management system and inventory management system to connect with that, be able to receive all the orders into one place. And from that point, make a decision. Do you want to do buy online, pick up in store? Do you want to do curbside where... Uh, uh, you know, a customer will drive by the store. You'll know that they're outside and the store associate will put it into their car. Do you want maybe to deliver to lockers and then have customers come and pick it up? By the way, those three models of Bopis, uh, curbside, lockers, those are not just the most efficient uh, uh, models for the brands to offer consumers. They're also the greener, the most sustainable uh, options because now you don't have uh, carbon emission being produced to ship items to customers. They actually come to get to get it from lockers and and spend time there. So that's one. But then uh, offering customers the ability to do thirty minute delivery, an hour, two hour, same day, next day, uh, allowing them. And by the way, by the way, not everything has to be delivered quickly. But to have the option, the brand to be in a position to offer an option for the consumer to decide if they want to get it in one hour or two hours or same day or next day or maybe the next week. The fact that they're giving them the option, that's what's compelling. That's what makes them want to buy. And then it goes into the logistic side of it. How are you going to do that? And if you do that only with a single carrier or a couple of carriers, your hands are locked. Your your hands are tied. Uh, because uh, you need geographic coverage and you need peak time coverage, right? So during lunchtime or during dinner time, uh, you have less drivers that the demand out there than you need to expand in order for you to meet the SLA. Uh, for the consumer, does it really, does it, does, does it really matter if, uh, your delivery provider didn't meet the SLA and he paid the brand a penalty? Uh, if instead of 30 minutes, you got to the, customer in 50 minutes, it doesn't really matter. So they need to have wide options, wide variety of options. And that's where they need access to so many fleets out there. And there are hundreds and thousands of regional carriers that want to do those deliveries, that want to service the brands, that they're challenged. They're working on a, a very old technology and moving them into a new technology and then making them accessible uh, to every brand. It's what we do. And then believe it or not, some brands realize that the most efficient way to really deliver is to have your own fleet. Because if you know that you have a density of deliveries in certain areas, right. why would you outsource all of that to someone else where you can have your driver do few deliveries on everyone and not uh, one delivery per run? 100%. So, and that's what we do. 
So we give them uh, a control tower that gives them the option to offer both these curbside and lockers, uh, and then using their fleet or someone else's fleet globally, nationwide and globally, uh, offer endless ways, endless ways to deliver and provide options to customers. And in the bottom of that, in the bottom of that, there is a big data lake that contains a lot of data that we create and they create. And when all this data is in one place, uh, and it's such a rich data set, uh, the amount of insight and intelligence you can get so you can make better decisions and always find the most efficient way to deliver and delight your customers uh, provides endless value to them. If you're looking at your experience now with Brain and you're observing the way that all these different players are entering this new space, you're observing all these business owners and leaders and, and businesses coming in and experiencing deliveries for the first time, what surprised you? What is something about this transition that you're saying, wow, I did not expect it to be like this beyond the fast pace that COVID, that COVID brought in. Well, what surprises you as a strategist and as a thinker that you're saying, wow, only because I got to experience this at this scale, did I see this, this thing that is not as trivial as I thought it was? Uh, there are a couple of things that really surprised me here. But first of all, that change in consumer behavior in a matter of months, uh, if not weeks, and how people just got rewired on how they want to do shopping and what we used to do. It's like, it almost feels like, you know, go out to do shopping or pick up uh, food for food from restaurant or go do two hour shopping in a grocery store. It, it almost feels like ancient times. Yes. It, 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 and, but that's amazing. It's only two years that we're in it. And I just flipped my dad that I love him so much is more than 70 years old. Uh, but damn, he, he orders food now on walls. Uh, and to see that changing so fast, uh, it's exciting because we are in a position to make it happen for the brands. That's one. Second thing, how the economy moves from a traditional way of doing things to the new way with the gig economy and offering all those models to customers. It happens so fast that it's scary to see how brands are exposed. Um, and that's a big change. For us, it's inspiring because that's our mission. We are here for them. We are here to help each and every one of the brands scale up and optimize so they can play in the game, so they can bring a gun to a gunfight and not a knife to a gunfight, so they can play, they can compete, and they can protect their own brand. In the end of the day, it's about their brand. And uh, that's very surprising to see how exposed they become. And the last thing that is very, uh, uh, I would say, even inspiring, in the end of the day, this industry is all about economy, the basics of economy, demand and supply. You have more demand, you will have more supply. If you have more demand uh, and not enough supply, uh, then prices will be higher, much higher. Uh, uh, SLAs will not be met. Customers will not be delighted. If you have more supply, then demand prices will go down. It's it's equilibrium, and there is no static moment. It goes up and down on all sides. And uh, for for the last couple of years, we haven't got to a point where we felt like it's balanced. Right, it's up and down, and it goes back again into what we do. We are democratizing. Uh, um, you know, this industry and the fact that we're giving all of that in the hands of the brands 
they can always find that equilibrium for themselves. Um, those are the things that really inspires, uh, inspire me. And I would summarize and say that you bring it all together. The only way to really, uh, uh, for the brands to win uh, against the big guys that uh, have perfected uh, last mile uh, over a few years, 10, 20 years, the only way is not to go head to head with them. It's to almost create a coalition, an alliance of all those small guys coming together, doing batching, uh, uh, you know, bringing all, all the demand together, divided into densities, uh, be able to collaborate. I know it, it, it seems like uh, uh, aspirational uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, strategy and vision, but no, it's happening today where instead of one driver deliver for you, that driver on that same run can actually serve multiple retailers at the same time. Um, that's a big challenge. It's a data challenge, but the fact that it's almost like a coalition coming together creating a joint force to create alternatives to the marketplaces. That's exciting, especially when you're in the heart of it. Guy, thank you so much for these 20 minutes. They went by so fast. I'm so inspired by the work that you do. We didn't even get to talk about the crazy announcements that you guys have had over the over these past couple of years. And it's it's really phenomenal that's growth. News. <laughs> that's old news. That's old news. Incredible growth and incredible timing, amazing market and amazing problem. And at the end, an incredible impact that you're making on, on all those around. And so thank you very much for the time and for the inspiration. Last question for you. A few yes. words that you would choose to describe yourself. If I were to ask anybody and bring or splunk, who is Guy Block? Who, who is he? <laughs> uh, I, I would say... Uh, first of all, I think you can see it. This is my demeanor. Uh, passionate. Yeah. Uh, I drive by passion. My purpose is so deep. Uh, when I, when I wake up in the morning, it's for that purpose that creates the passion for me. So very passionate. I'm damn determined. Um, if I see something, no matter how hard it is, I will go through every obstacle and make it happen. And I would say resilient. Uh, you know, as, uh, you know, especially in, in my position, uh, leading a company in a market that goes through turbulences, uh, it, it takes a lot of resilience, uh, and, and resilience uh, for me and from all the people around, uh, around me here in uh, the brain. And I think this is something we take pride of, uh, that no matter how hard it is, uh, we're here for a purpose and we will make, uh, you know, fulfill on our vision and our purpose, regardless how hard it is. Nothing will stop us. Guy, thank you so much for these 20 minutes for the inspiration. This was wonderful. Uh, best of luck with Bring and continue making the, the huge, huge impact. And thank you very, very much. Thank you, Michael.